Welcome to the Fantasy Football Bandwagon. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Fantasy Football Bandwagon Podcast. Braden's over here headbanging already because we've had some bangers this week, right? Braden? Bangers! Some bangers. This is, uh, I think I already said that. This is the Fantasy Football Bandwagon Podcast. Yeah. Thanks for jumping on the bandwagon with us. I'm Nolan. Braden's here with me, just like he is every week. Can't get rid of him. Never will. Nope. It's a good deal. It's a true story. It's a good deal. Braden, week 10 has uh, just about been completed it has. It has. And so far, so good. What do you think? And you're watching the Bears-Vikings. Who's winning right now? Um, the Bears are currently winning, and Dalvin Cook is not doing anything. Well, I need Justin Jefferson to score about four touchdowns. Well, I don't know is if that's that doable. Can you do that? I, I, I'll, I'll root for him. Is it halftime yet? He's got 114 yards and six receptions. It's the third quarter, right? Yeah. Fourth quarter? Yep. Okay. We're close enough. Guys, go follow us on social media if you have not already. We appreciate it. At FFBandwagon. The Fantasy Football Bandwagon on uh, Facebook and, yeah, Facebook. I was trying to think <laughs> of the other one that we're on, but that's cool. We got some stuff to jump into here, guys. Going into week 11, Waiver Wire. Uh, it's not Waiver Wire Wednesdays. Waiver Wire Tuesdays, let's call it that. It's Monday, yeah. but coming into Tuesday, Waiver Wires <laughs> go through on Wednesday. That's why you got to pick them up on Tuesday. That's why you put in the... Uh, the the waiver for them on Tuesday. Yep. Couldn't think of the claim. That's why you put in the claim for them on Tuesday. Some injuries not as bad with injuries this week as it has been in multiple weeks. The I'm, previous weeks. I mean, there's, there's still some yeah, significant there's some injuries. Guys, yeah. yeah, some significant guys. But I wouldn't say it's been as, oh my, here's eight dudes who just like are <laughs> out. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, Carolina Panthers quarterback. I got to say, I got to give him his props. I'm not a big Teddy Bridgewater guy, but he's been out there balling out. It. He's been out there balling. Yep. Actually, uh, left the end of the game with an MCL sprain. He's day to day right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He still has not been ruled out for next week, but it's something to watch. Uh, it did look like it hurt a little bit. So I'm glad it's just the MCL sprain. We know he had a big, big uh, knee issue earlier yeah, on in his I, career. Yeah, but I heard it was his opposite knee. That's it was good. not the knee that he hurt. Okay. Previously. So that that is good news. Um, Christian McCaffrey, unlikely to play again next Sunday. Number one overall pick. Played if you have Mike Davis still, you are the luckiest person alive. He didn't. He, he wasn't that great. Yeah, he, he wasn't that great. But you, you still, still start him going forward yep. because he's been a top ten running back since about week three. He definitely gets a workhorse role week in and week out, and that is really not replaceable. So. And it's not a good sign when it's barely Monday and Christian McCaffrey's already unlikely to play next Sunday. Yeah. Not looking not looking good there. I believe it's a shoulder injury. Drew Brees, here's another big name. First time we've seen this big name on the list this, this year. Drew Brees is going to miss some time. He is going to miss some time with fractured ribs, Braden. And did you see that he punctured his lung as well? I did hear that, yes. That's a big deal. I don't know. I don't know if you've ever had a lung punctured. I haven't. But I hear it's very painful. I mean, I can't breathe with allergies, so I can only imagine how it's with a punctured lung. <laughs> when you have a hole in your lung? Yeah, when you when you actually can't breathe. 
<laughs> so the news there is Jameis Winston's going to be the starting quarterback here for at least the next month. And um, so probably probably towards the end of your fantasy playoffs, you're looking at Jameis Winston there, who I think is a good pickup on the waiver wire. If you need quarterback help, they are two different, very different kinds of quarterbacks. Jameis Winston's yes. big arm down the field. Sling it guy. Drew Brees is a not anymore. He's a dink and dunk kind of guy. So we'll get in. Yeah, we'll get into that a little later. I have a couple questions, I think, for you uh, regarding what you think about Jameis. Okay. But stay tuned. Another guy named Drew, Drew Luck, also had a rib injury, is in question to play next week. And both of those guys, we'll get to it here in a minute as well, but both of the Drews are on our uh, stinker list. Yeah, Drew Locke's dead to me after this week. <laughs> after Locke what he did to me to... this week, he's dead to me. After his big game last week, and then he uh, kind of pooped on himself this week, right? Yeah, and then I dropped Stafford last week, because last week, and the week before, and the week before that, he sucked, and then he goes off yeah. this week. So that's how, that's how it happens. In a really exciting Bills game, Bills-Cardinals game, John Brown left early with an ankle injury. Had a had a few a few decent plays, but I wouldn't say John Brown this year has not been what he was last year. He started a top out hot. wide receiver and just he's droppable. He's not really I wouldn't say he's not ownable at this point, but if you don't own him, it's fine. Cole we, Beasley's kind of taking that role from I think John Brown. We might Brown have this a year. case of the Beasles here, Nolan. The Beasles. Matthew Stafford getting this thumb x-rayed. He's not he's Kind of in question, but they haven't ruled him out or anything. It may just be kind of hard for him going forward. I'm not sure if it's on his throwing hand or not, which would be a big factor in that. I don't care. He's dead to me, too. <laughs> yeah, I kind of agree. Zach Ertz, designated to return from injured reserve. Do I care? No. <laughs> I come care? on, come on. No. For the last five years, he's been a top five tight end. No. All right. Nobody on the Eagles is worth freaking starting at this point. <laughs> Not one person, Brady. Yeah, he's going to have to come back and prove me something. Dallas Goddard has played for the last two weeks. Did you know that? Dallas Goddard's played for the Eagles I for the last I didn't see him. I didn't see him. No, I'm not playing any <laughs> Eagles anymore except not It's, like, it's, it's like they got weapons back and got worse. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I don't What's, understand. Uh, running back's name. Uh, Miles Sanders. He, can't, he doesn't even get the touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, he had a good game. I'm, he, I'm, I'm he, talking about the receiving core. Like, so they, they I'm get talking the, about the only person on the Eagles I am starting is Miles Sanders. Hell, I'd start Richard Rodgers at this point. Dude, hey, Richard Rodgers. Dude, Richard Rodgers. I'm so Rogers mad is. at the Eagles. Both, they had two top ten tight ends, and now they're bottom ten tight ends. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. They, they literally they got pieces back and are worse. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. Tyler Lockett has a knee sprain, and they play on Thursday. So, I mean, I, I would expect him to play, but I also don't know how serious his knee injury is. So, And if he doesn't play, that Seahawks offense is not going to look the same. Yeah, so I heard from a little birdie that um, he is in question, and it's going to be a fast recovery if he's able to make it. Because uh, last game against the Cardinals, it was all lock it all day. Tore up the Cardinals. <laughs> Yeah. And because they shut down Metcalf. And if Lockett doesn't play again this week, or doesn't play this week, and they shut down Metcalf again, then I don't know what that offense is going to look like. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep you updated on all the socials, but um, just 
look out. Just be on the lookout. Don't just set it and forget it with Lockett this week. Jermichael Hasty, running back for the 49ers, <laughs> who has pretty much been absent the last two weeks anyways, has broken his collarbone and is now droppable and not playable for the rest of the fantasy season, most likely. Or the rest of his career. That's also a possibility. Yep. Browns ended up with another positive COVID test, and so have the Chiefs. True. It's just, I mean, I guess it's worth mentioning at this point. It's either notable or it's not. I mean, big bigger news for COVID is like, hey, this person has COVID, and he's out this week. Yeah. Which hasn't really been the case for most of the fantasy players. The only reason we really... I mentioned the COVID thing, even when, you know, most of the time it's like O-linemen or defensive linemen or something like that. Um, but just because if there were an outbreak, you know, it, it, it puts it in your mind. It plants the little bird in your mind that says, hey, pay attention, because if there were to be an outbreak, I know ahead of time. Yeah. Uh, I think the bigger news, just news part, is Jordan Howard was released from the Miami Dolphins. Do I care? No. <laughs> nope. Uh-uh. Because he hasn't really been relevant really at all this year. He's the guy who gets a one-yard touchdown and vultures the touchdown from the person who actually earned it. True. Studs this week. Let's go over the Let's get studs, in some studs here. Studs and duds. Some studs. Studs duds. Once again, Kyler Murray was here in the stud column as your second best QB because the first best QB was on the dud list last week. I That's must. I must say, I applaud. I applaud Kyler Murray for being a regular on the studs call. Yes, Kyler Murray is killing it. My boy is killing it, and uh, I felt like putting him and Tom Brady both the the top two QBs up there. Kyler Murray. If you didn't watch it into that Cardinals Bills game, you need to go to YouTube or you need to go to Twitter or just anywhere where they're showing football because they're showing you what happened. Go watch it. You could actually look on any social media platform, and it's the first <laughs> thing you'll see. Yeah. Top two wide receivers. One of them is DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, expected. But Top he's number two. Yeah, he's number two. Number one is a Bills wide receiver, and it's not Stephon Diggs. What? Cole Beasley is your number one wide receiver in PPR format this week. We got a case of the Beasles! Who caught 11 catches on 13 targets for 109 yards and a touchdown. We told you guys. We told you guys. Okay, I told you the week before Beasley was going to have a good game last week. Everybody but Beasley caught a touchdown. But I still said Beasley was usable, and you played Beasley because he's he is he's wide receiver too at this point. Yeah. You, you know, he's a little guy. You're like, oh, Ex- the, the upside's not there. You're like, he's a flex. No, he's, he's consistently – he's had a couple down weeks the last two weeks, but this is the game. Like, the, he just had another game where he shows you, like, hey, you better play me so, in fantasy every week. Yeah, so my deal is – when John Brown is out of the game, Cole Beasley is amazing. Yes. So if John Brown ha- misses any sort of time, Cole, Be- Cole, Be- Cole Beasley is a set it and forget it. Yeah, agreed. Uh, the third wide receiver was actually Stephon Diggs, so that game was a, a fun game to watch. Yeah. It was a good game. Top two running backs are a little more expected. Alvin Kamara, just the number one running back by far this season, had three total touchdowns. He doesn't get many rushing Dude, yards. All this he, man, he doesn't do anything he, on the ground. He literally has 15 rushing yards. 15 rushing yards. he had two yards. rushing touchdowns. Um, and then he caught seven receptions for 83 yards and a touchdown. All this man does is score touchdowns. Yeah, it's ridiculous. That's what you want out of Kamar. Number one running back off the board next year, probably. 
Yeah. And then Josh Jacobs finally got back to his week one form. It only took him about 10 weeks. But he ended up scoring two touchdowns. Ran the ball 21 times, Braden. That's good. I like for 112 it. yards. And caught four passes for 24 yards. Had a, a beast day yesterday. Good game. I like it a lot. Top two tight ends. Uh, there's two of them. Gronk <laughs> and Mark Andrews. Both of them had 13 points. Gronk, <laughs> Gronk only caught two passes for 51 yards and a touchdown, Braden. Yeah. And I'm going to go ahead and we're going to jump to the duds now. I'm going to tell you the dud tight ends. All of them. No tight end had more than 13 points. Literally all just, of them. Gronk and Andrews, okay, top two tight ends. Gronk caught two passes, Braden. Mm. If he catches one less of those passes, he's just he's on the dud list. All the tight ends, it's so bad for tight end. I actually, I actually started Gronk. I got okay with that one. At this point, at this point, Braden, all you're asking out of your tight end is 10 points. Yeah, like, just well, more just than catch the points. ball one time. All you're asking out of your <laughs> tight end... All you should expect from your tight end at this point is more than five points. Just right? catch it one time. If, like, you, give me, if just... you give me five points, I'm happy because seriously, nobody, because man. nobody else's tight end is getting more than five points. Exactly. Right? Yep. You're just trying to get a tight end that's not gonna that's gonna get you five points. That's why, like, I think uh, Travis Travis Kelsey is a cheat code at this point in the game. Yeah, Travis Kelsey is by far like uh, you, the tight end that you want. Yeah, you're he's a cheat code because he's gonna score what 10, 15 more points than any other. I think tight end. I think Gronk going forward is a, a dare I say a top five tight end going forward. Gronk, I I, I can't argue with you because they, they all suck. Well, yes, but Gronk has had I think four out of the last five games he's had a touchdown. Yeah, and even the game against the Saints last week when he didn't have a touchdown, they tried to get him a touchdown. He dropped like three of them. So even with all those weapons on that team, they're still trying to get Gronk the ball. So yeah. Gronk. 100% confident going forward because if he has a dud week, pretty sure all the other guys did too. And I don't want to hear, but isn't that touchdown dependent? Because all touch, They are all touchdown dependent right now. You know what? I will take the touchdown dependent tight end that scores a touchdown a touchdown almost every week Yeah. than some scrub that just gets 20 yards. We have some more guys on the waiver. Uh, I think one or two guys on the waiver to, to kind of look for at tight end. But uh, the other duds... Like I said, both Drews, Drew Locke, Drew Brees. Drew Locke actually for, threw four interceptions. We don't speak his name anymore. And then Drew Brees only threw 76 yards and went out. So both of them had less than seven points. And then for the wide receiver duds, a couple of Braden guys here. But it's okay. It happens to all of us. I've had some dud guys. Yep. Travis Fulgham and A.J. Brown. Uh, both of them caught one pass. A.J. Brown dropped a 70-yard touchdown pass. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. That happens to all of us, too. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. He's wide open. Fulgham caught one pass for eight yards, and A.J. Brown caught one pass for 21 yards. That's just a bad you, day. Bad are, you, day. Uh, are you looking back to your flag football days, Nolan? Yeah, I thought it fl- I had flashbacks a little bit. <laughs> uh, my, one of my guys on the running back dud list, so Philip Lindsay, had four rushes for two yards. It was great. I love it. Great day. I love it. And then the Bills backfield, Zach Moss, Devin Singletary, had a combined five points. Against the Cardinals defense, that's not the greatest defense. So I don't really know what happened there. Bye weeks, Braden. Bye weeks. Dalvin Cook is down, and it does not look good. Uh oh. Uh oh. He is down on the field. We will um uh, get to that. This is not a drill. We will get to that. Bye weeks this week, Braden. It's his arm. You're not missing as many as many studs this week. 
49ers, Bears, Giants, Bills. You're yeah. going to miss your Bills players. The rest of the guys, maybe not so much. What do you think? You always got to plan it. This is when you start your planning bills, for your bye weeks. Yeah, I mean... Cole Beasley's going to hurt this week. Yeah, your Bills... Your your Bills players are you're gonna be missing them for sure. Uh, the rest of them, I. <laughs> let's get into not really. Let's get into. I can't do that. I can't do a drop. Waiver wire warriors. That was weak sauce, bro. Weak sauce and not the good kind. James Winston, I put him on here because I guarantee you he's on your waiver wire in most leagues, most standard like PPR leagues. Yeah. He's going to be on your waiver wire. And Teddy Bridgewater's down. Drew Brees is down. Nick Foles sucks. Baker Mayfield sucks. I mean, who? I'm, there's a few guys I would play Jameis Winston over. Because Jameis Winston is going to be starting. I, if I'm, okay, I let you guys in on a little secret earlier about my quarterback situation. I started Drew Locke last week. Okay. Yeah. The fact that I started Drew Locke yeah, last week. Means that Jameis Winston is my number one waiver pickup. Yeah, if, if, <laughs> what, because there's... if he, if if he, okay, here's my question to you: Do you think that Sean Payton lets him lets him be Jameis? But obviously, like he didn't want him to throw the picks, like dial him back a little bit. No, I, I think I think you know we saw this last year with Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater came in. You run our offense, we're gonna win. So I think they they bring Jameis in and and they run the Drew Brees offense, but. You think they open it up a little bit for him because he has a bigger arm? Uh, yes. I think I think not that they open it up for him. And he's been a starter longer than Teddy Bridgewater was. Like, Jameis yeah. has done this. Um, and, yeah, I think they take more shots. That's that's how I would say it. I think they take more shots with Jameis. Okay. Um, is how I would say it. So, uh, Jameis is going to be a usable That's fan. value. That, Jameis that's is going to be a usable yeah. fantasy quarterback. And me and you, in a couple leagues we have, we're hurting at quarterback. Some of the other spots yeah. are good. But there's a couple where we're hurting at quarterback. I have Cam Newton. Cam Newton hasn't thrown a touchdown pass since like week five. Did you not? He That's his rushing touchdowns. Actually, thrown, and then Jacoby Myers threw wild. the touchdown last night. So <laughs> yeah, he did. You're right, Jameis Winston. If you're hurting at quarterback and you need a quarterback and you're tired of Baker Mayfield and you're tired of Jared Goff, go pick up Jameis Winston and start him. I got it. Can, can I do? Can I read you the waiver wire warriors thing? Yeah, go for it. Waiver wire warriors. Did that work? Was that Were better? Were you Mickey Mouse? <laughs> oh, oh, boy. We're going to pick up Caleb Bullard. <laughs> Caleb Bullard. Tell us about your boy, Bullard. Um, Ballard. Yeah, so if you listened last week, then you would already Ballage have him on your toi. team. The, the, I don't think that's a good word. A Bullard toi. I don't think you should be saying that on, on a <laughs> podcast. That, it's not a real word. Um, yeah, so anyway. If you listened, you would have the Bellagio Trois on your team already. Yeah, and you should have. Because Braden was right. I'll give it to him. I wasn't dude, too big for some on, reason. On for some reason, I'm a running back guy. I I've been calling so. running backs. I guess so. I don't understand what's going on, but I accept it. Uh, you should already have Kalen Bellagio on your team from last week because um, I do believe he will be the leading back. This week until Austin Eckler comes back. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. Justin Jackson is now on IR, yep. so he's not in any contention in the backfield. Um, Kalen Balash has back-to-back games with 15 or more carries, yep. which means, hey, this is all you, buddy. You're getting the ball, Kalen. His name's just weird to say. And one. he's it's, been—it's weird to say one name out of his of his name. <laughs> 
he's been productive too. Yeah, for sure. So, and, and it's his backfield. Josh Kelly is more of a non-factor now, but it's it's Blodge. It's somebody that isn't a rookie and that's carried the ball before, and it's his backfield until Eckler comes back. Yeah, this and man. This when man, Eckler comes back, Balage may have some value, but this man was gazed. Yeah, the exactly the, the gaze the hole gaze strikes hole. again. The gaze hole, the deep black gaze hole. <laughs> Seriously, man, the gaze uh, hole strikes again. Another running back that um, is kind of more of a feeling like Balage isn't going to last you the rest of the season because Austin Eckler's going to come back. Uh, it remains to be seen whether they play Austin Eckler because their record is so bad, but. Salvin Ahmed, running back from Miami, is another fill-in play. Brita hasn't been much of a factor, and Gaskin is still out for this next week at least. Yep. Ahmed's run good enough. He looked like the better back last night, or yesterday. And, I mean, it's the Dolphins. They, they, they're not relying on Tua as heavily as they need to be, or as they... They're not relying on Tua as heavily as... You know, they don't have to, I guess. I don't know where I was going with that exact sentence, but right, they're, they're winning in defense and they're winning in special teams. Exactly, and they're running the ball. Yeah, it's not two is not pushing them over the edge. Like it's he's playing good and he's playing. He's doing what they need him to do. Like you're saying. Yeah, um, and, and Jordan Howard's no longer on the team. But they've released him. Ahmed, he looked good. He he, he was definitely formidable. But and he's, but he's one of those guys. If if you need a running back this week. This is really the week you pick him up and play him. Yes, because if you pick him up, if you pick him up because you need him, if you don't play him this week, he's probably not going to have any value for you after this week. No, I I, I believe Miles Gaskin comes back, and it's unde- undeniably Miles' job. So undubitably, undubitably, we already mentioned the Beasel, the Sauce Man, Mine and Braden's Fusion Dance twin. Um, yeah, fusion. Ha! He averages more than six targets a game, and wide receiver two. We already talked about it. He was wide receiver one this week for the slot guy. He actually is the second most receiving yards out of the slot in the league this season. Who has the first? I don't remember. Okay, and that wasn't important. We're talking about. Beasley. I was testing you. I don't We're know. talking about Beasley. <laughs> I didn't I know. I was it, just curious. I don't remember who it was because it doesn't matter. But he actually has double digits. Double-digit fantasy points in seven out of his ten weeks. That's pretty consistent. Yeah, I'm. I wish I had these. I don't have them in any leagues. But I, I think I told you about the trade in a dynasty league, the weird random dynasty league that I'm in. Somebody traded Cole Beasley for Odell Beckham straight up, <laughs> and everybody in the league was like, "What? What are you doing?" And the guy was like, "Cole Beasley's been super consistent," and all of us are like, "Dude, you're stupid." And the guy's then, a genius. And then, uh, yeah, <laughs> guy's a genius, bro. And then that week, I think, is when Odell tore his ACL and was out for the season. Oh, and then Cole Beasley's gosh, been a top 20, uh, top 20 wide receiver. So, yeah. Sorry, dude. You made all of us look like jackholes. Uh, Dalvin Cook is back on the field. Well, that's good. So, he was just being a baby. That's good. Yeah, he's. some of them are like that. Brayden added Naheem Hines to our list. Uh, Tell me how com- you're the running back guy. You've I've not been so confident in these fill-in running backs because every time I do, every every time I'm not confident in them, <laughs> they have a good week. Every time I am confident in them, they're like, nah, we're we're not playing. We're not touching the ball more than one time. All right, here we go. Here we go. You ready? You ready? I actually don't think that Naeem Hines is a fill-in. Oh yeah. I think that Naeem Hines will have season-long value. 
Think about this. I have no comment. Okay. He's put together, out of two of his last three games, he's had 20-plus points per game, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, that That's pretty good, I would say. I mean, for what you would consider a flex play at most, right? Um, yeah, like an upside flex play, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, so with that being said, he's his matchups are great the rest of the way. They're using him. He He's the feature back. He has been the feature back the last three weeks. I don't know if I agree with that. They tell me how. They, I want I want statistics. If you're going to do, I want any part of this Colts backfield. No, or any part of this Colts offense. No, because they have switched. They have changed up running backs. Not yeah. Naheem Hines has had two of the bigger three games. Yes, but they haven't just been like, hey, you're the guy that's leading this game. It's just been he's been better at the touches that he's got. So he's getting he's getting over half of the running back snaps. He's getting um last last week, uh, just, who, who's threatening him? Okay, who's threatening him? Because I, mean, I don't want to say Jonathan Taylor because it's not it's Jonathan not, Taylor. Um, it's just I, I'm just not I'm I I don't want any part of this offense. He's seeing this offense is not a fantasy relevant offense. I am willing. I, Naeem Hines, I'm going after on the waiver wire. I am willing to if if he can provide me with that with that wider or I mean t- uh, running back two with upside I'm I'm going after it. It's close to the fantasy playoffs. They have a good schedule. They're obviously not interested in getting Jonathan Taylor any kind of reps. Um, Let me say it like this: Would you rather have Balage or Naheem Hines? Naeem Hines. Because See, I, I think I'd rather have Balage at this point. I I wouldn't because Naeem Hines will. He will be there in the fantasy playoffs. The only scenario that Belage is there for you in the fantasy playoffs is if Austin Eckler comes back and gets hurt again. Oh, man. If you're starting Naheem Hines in your fantasy playoffs, I don't know how you made the playoffs. It, I'm telling you, he's got good matchups. So would you I, That's what I, Would you rather play Naeem Hines in the fantasy playoffs or, or even if you're the Jonathan Taylor owner? You drafted him in the fourth round. He's your, wider, he's your running back, too. Which, which we told you not to do. Agreed, but he definitely told you not to do that. But it happens. So I, I'm playing Naeem Hines over him the rest of the way. Yeah, I mean, I, I would play him over Jonathan Taylor, yes. Um, but I just don't think the consistency is there. It's been, We're 10 weeks into the season, and I, I mean, I don't know. Hold on. Let me pull him up real quick. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, that's really where I'm at with Naeem Hines is I, I think that he's, he's cl- the clear feature back moving forward. Um, okay. He, they want to get him involved. We are 10 weeks into the season. He's had four double-digit fantasy point games. That's it. And that that does not... And, like, week six, he didn't even rush the ball. Uh, but he, I want to... caught uh, five passes. I'm not worried about week six. I'm worried about the last three weeks. What's his touch... What, what did his touches look like in the last three weeks? Let me see. He had uh, five rush attempts in week eight and 12 this week. What about two weeks ago? Two weeks ago, he had two. Okay. What about receiving work? And he's only played over half the running back snaps last week. Last week. This week. And, but he's he's a constant receiving work guy. Yeah, I mean, he has six targets, three targets, five targets. Yeah, he's. I, I would say he averages about four targets. Okay. Which is, that that's good receiving work. Yes. And my, my biggest thing with Naeem Hines is it's worked. 
they've won. When they when they when he's been the feature back, they've won. So I to me, Frank Reich is gonna I, I think he's gonna look at that and he's gonna be like, Well, let's let's let him be the feature back. Yeah, this this, I'm last, not saying, this last week for sure. I, I, you know, I, against Tennessee, yeah, he had a good day. Good and I'm play. not saying what I'm not saying is he's not going to come get 20 carries. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's. I, I don't think that's. Either. He's going to come. And, and looking at his schedule, yeah, he's got good matchups until week 16. Yeah. He's got Green Bay next week. Yeah, you play him. Uh, and that that one cook had over 200 yards. That might him. even be a Jonathan Taylor play also there. Somebody's got to get the you know the rush attempts there. Um, but yeah, he had Naheem Hines actually had 70 yards on the ground. I'm I'm really looking for Naeem Hines to start getting at, uh, at least 10 rush attempts a game and five targets a game. That's what I'm looking. My at. deal with him is uh, okay. I'll play him if I need. I, I'm not playing him over anybody that's been on my team. David that's Montgomery. Kind of my point. When David Montgomery comes back, I would rather play Naeem Hines over David Montgomery. Yes. That that's the that's the group that I'm like, dude. I'm. I'm rather, I'm playing him over all those guys. Would you rather play him or Philip Lindsay? I would rather play Naeem Hines by a mile. Okay, I just Philip Lindsay just had two rushing yards. Yeah, you're right, but I just I don't know. I'm still not. I still think Naeem Hines' floor <clears throat> is is low. I, I I don't think he's boosted up his floor at all. I think his ceiling's high. Yes, he have can have a thirty point game if he gets the the passing work. And the groundwork, um, but I also think his floor is really low, which which I think it's, that which I think is why he bothers me so much. It's it's low. Well, here's the deal: it's low when he doesn't get the work, okay? Which the Colts are weird on offense. I, and they, he could just not get work because I the Colts. I agree, but this is the first. He's the only back they've literally rotated to try to find what works, and this is what works. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. It so, works for them, but so my, they, could my, just, they could just have a brain fart next week and be like, "Okay, we're not." Yeah. So just, my it's true. That, exactly. Not. My expectation is that they don't do that. But that's what I'm saying. My, I'm I'm counting on them not doing that and giving him the majority of the yeah. workload moving forward. I could see playing him for so, the upside play, but I'm not a hundred percent confident in that. I'm about like, I would say I'm almost at fifty percent. He's either gonna bust or he's gonna boom. Right. He, he's he's a big boomer bust guy. Would you say he's more boomer bust or more consistent? I think he's fixing to be a little more consistent. Okay, that's my point. Is okay. is that that's my perspective? So, and I'm the running back guy. Well, let, let, let me jump on the guy that I think I would rather play over Hines, Damian Harris. Not a chance. I I think I would rather play Damian Harris over Naheem Hines, because New England has been nothing but a run heavy offense, especially since Damian Harris got back in the lineup. This is the only time I've ever like went for a, a pass running back, but he's clearly the number one back on the on the team. There's not a question about it. Um, and Damian Harris has been busy. Oh, let me pull him up real quick. I I would rather play him. I have more confidence playing him than I do Naeem Hines. I definitely don't. And and why not? Uh, because Burkhead had three touchdowns last week, two touchdowns last week. So that's that's where I'm like, yeah, Damian Harris is getting a lot of carries, but the goal line back is not Damian Harris. Your lo- your upside is 100% limited. So yesterday, Damian Harris had 22 carries yep. for 121 yards. Okay. How many touchdowns? He didn't have a touchdown. You can't always count on touchdowns. 
Uh, Damian Harris, the week before, had 14 carries. The week before, had 16 carries. What's the yards on those? Uh, he had 16 carries for 102 yards and 14 carries for 71 yards. Okay. And then uh, against Buffalo, he did have a touchdown. Okay. Those The last three weeks are more consistent than Naheem Hines. He didn't necessarily put up as many points as Naheem Hines because Naheem Hines had uh, two touchdowns yesterday. Okay. Um, but I would say that's more consistent running back numbers. Yeah. As in carries and yards than Naheem Hines. I just especially on the ground. He but I will say yes. Naheem Hines, Damian Harris does not catch passes. He has no no passes. He has like two passes caught all season. So you Naheem Hines obviously beats him out in in that aspect. Right. Um but if I say okay, in a PPR league, okay, it's a lot closer for me. Naheem Hines is probably the guy I'm going to go with in a PPR league. In a non-PPR league, Damian Harris hands down. I just like this, Here's here's my deal. Who is more likely to drop you zero points? I think Naheem Hines. That's not a chance. Not a chance. Damian Harris could come in and not get a single carry next week because Burkhead comes in and, and get, does what Burkhead does. and You know what I'm saying? Like, but I, I, no, Damian Harris, Damian Harris has only had one week under 10 carries since week four. He missed the first three games since week four. He's had over 10 carries every game. Okay. He's, he's not going to come in and get you zero points. He's, yeah. gonna, he, he's just not. I, I wouldn't say that. That's, that's putting him a little low. Okay. All right. Five points. What's it, what's it gonna, he's going to get you 50 rushing yards. Yeah. Okay. His, yeah. His lowest week is, is six attempts for 19 yards. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, a, and that's a low week. Um, but like I said, I'm just not. You know, I'm, you, know, you know, we talk about volume all the time. I can't, I can't do a Patriots running back. Like. Yeah, there's been four years of of this, and, and I can't trust it because every every time you think you can trust it, you can't. I agree, and and Burkhead is I don't know why they bring him in in the red zone. It's Burkhead. They either pass it or or you know let him run the ball, and that's just how it goes. And I wouldn't say either one of these guys, Naheem Harris and Damian Harris, or Naheem Hines and Damian Harris. I feel like if you're playing both those guys. You're in trouble anyways in running back, but I would rather play for the upside, yes. Naheem Hines gives you more upside. Damian Harris, I feel like, gives you more consistency. And I just feel like it's, it's hit or miss right there. You take your pick. Yeah. Do I, do I, need, do I, need, 30 okay. po- do I need 30 points to win, or do I need a solid 10 I points? I mean, we, we obviously don't agree, yeah. so it's, it is what but it is. That, only, only time will tell. That, that's kind of where I'm at with those guys. Uh, Jacoby Myers. I will, I will make you a fantasy bet, though. Naeem Hines versus Damian Harris. Hold on. Who points they, the rest of the year. Is, I'll give you the rest of the year. Damian Harris has some tougher matchups. But if he's going to get more more touches, more opportunity. Okay. I'll make that. I'll make that bet. I bet you a pack of Pokemon cards. <laughs> okay. I'll, okay. Okay. All right. It's from week 11 to week 17. Yep. Or 16. You shouldn't be There's playing your fantasy weeks. championship on no, on saying, 17 weeks. Okay, 16. All right, we'll go with that. 11 to 16. Uh, where am I now? You made me lose my spot. All right, so another um, Patriots guy here that it, that is worth mentioning: Jacoby Myers, wide receiver, technically wide receiver. He's really the only usable wide receiver for the Patriots, at least until Edelman gets back in the groove. If and when he comes back, uh, he's actually eligible to come off IR this week, I believe. 
This team does not throw the ball well. But when they do throw <laughs> no. the but when they do throw the ball well, it involves Jacoby Myers. Yeah. Either catching the ball or throwing the ball. Man, it's just So he was a quarterback in high school, they were saying on the TV, and he ended up throwing a touchdown pass last night because I mean, Patriots we got to lose at this point. Kind of suck. <laughs> you kind of hey, suck. I just want to point out this is this is what everybody who's not a Patriots fan wanted was the Patriots just to like suck. Right? Yeah, no. It, but then, like as an NFL fan, it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. It is, the man. Patriots sucking with not Tom Brady. It's strange. Um, Jacoby Myers, he's worth a stash, maybe a flex play. You know, he's not gonna be a wide receiver one, two, or three. He's just gonna be like a flex guy. I think they will let him throw the ball a little more. It was super rainy and windy, and he still threw a, a dime uh, to the corner end zone. Uh, I'd rather have him over Nikhil Harry at this point. Oh yeah, he's been Cam's favorite guy, getting getting but the volume there. He, he's like he's yeah. not gonna put up a huge number, but he's he's a solid filling guy. He'll get you some work. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He's like one of the last on my list to to try to get this week, in my opinion. Tell me about one of these last two guys here, Braden, that we got on the list. Um, Logan Thomas, he's a tight end. Um, he's, he's a tight, a tight end. end. He's a tight end. Uh, Alex Smith looked like he was in a groove yesterday, except for the last drive. That was the worst final drive I've ever seen in my life. But Logan Thomas uh, ended up with a decent 10. I think he was top six tight end this week. Baller. Which means, which means he had less than 13 points, but more than five. <laughs> so... His last three of his last four games were double digits. He's a tight end that gets the ball. <laughs> yeah. So if, his floor, if you need his, somebody, his, his floor is zero points. <laughs> but his ceiling, it's thirteen. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I'm not. I, I mean, would I, you rather have? No, Dallas? I'm. I'm willing. I'm willing to pick yeah, up Logan I, Thomas. I'm, he's a, he's a, he's in got all, some upside. In all seriousness, would you rather have Logan Thomas or Dallas Goddard? Logan. Would you rather play Logan Thomas? I would Dallas rather Goddard? play Logan Thomas at this point. I would rather play Logan Thomas at this point. And I never Wait, thought I'm I would. I'm so mad at myself. I never I got, thought I would say that. I got Dallas Goddard and or Zach Ertz in like four of my eight leagues this year, and I was happy as dude. I got two in one league. Braden in one league. I got <sighs> both of them. It's so frustrating. In one league, I got both of them. You're like, and I was like, yeah, I got two top ten tight ends. No. So frustrating. No. All right, Wayne Gallman, running back from the New York Giants. He has actually not looked bad, Nolan. He has. No, dude, he's, he's looked solid, and they're definitely giving him all the work. Devontae Freeman has been out and has not done anything. The Giants as a whole have started to look good. Their last three games, their offense seems to be clicking a little better. Um, their defense. They beat the Eagles. That's what, they beat the Eagles. They, they were close in, in the previous games. They played a formidable formidable opponent i believe mm-hmm. in the last two weeks and kept it close so um i actually have decent confidence in wayne gallman to get you more than five points on a weekly basis i think out of all the running backs on our waiver wire i would rather have gallman honestly over all of them i would rather have him <clears throat> over naheem hines um yeah i i can't it's a toss-up Really, I mean, I think week to week, I think Hines' ceilings more. Wayne Gallman is he will provide you that safer floor, I think. So well, four uh, in his last four games, 
He has double-digit points, and he has five total touchdowns in yep. four games. And that's a big deal. He's their goal line back. He's their every down back yeah, at this he is. point. Uh, I mean, I think he's a must-grab. As long as, as long as Freeman's out, and even when Freeman comes back, I still think he's a value. And and he may still I mean, if he's he still may continue waiver, to get work. I, I really would. I would rather have him over all the guys that we mentioned on the waiver wire, especially in the running back position. Um, I think I would probably go Naeem Hines over Gallman, but I, other than that, I I'm with you. I think yeah, I think Gallman's floor is higher than Hines's floor. Uh, I do think Hines's ceiling, ceiling is a little bit right. higher, but I think Gallman's his ceiling's not low. It's up there. It's just not. It's not 30 well, points. Mean, he's been getting touchdowns. Yeah. And I wouldn't say he's touchdown dependent. I wouldn't say he's touchdown dependent, but he's been producing touchdowns as well. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's, guys, that's our waiver wire for this week. Those are the guys. Um, and if you go look at a lot of other fantasy sites and whatnot, a lot of people have the same kind of guys. That's how it goes. You, you, everybody who watches football, you know the guys that show up. You know the guys that aren't usually owned in each league is what it is. Um, and if you're this far in, if you're 10 weeks in the season, you hopefully you know how the waiver wire works. I would say the difference is um, a lot of people have the same the same guys on the waiver wire, right? Hey, you need to put in these guys for your waiver wire, and it's all the same guys. You look everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there will be some differences, but I think the biggest the biggest difference is how you look at those guys, your priority. Um, yeah, exactly. And me, like Naeem Hines, for me, is I, he's like at the top of the list. If if that's what you need, he put him number one for me. Like that that's that's where he's at. Nolan doesn't agree, and a yeah. lot of a lot of other sites may not agree with me. But that's the beauty of it is um, he could come out in the next three weeks and torch the earth. Yeah, he could. And and you know that's that's really the biggest difference. Or, so or that's what you're listening yeah, for. Yeah, or like some of you know. Like some of our other guys that we've had on the waiver wire before, just have a big game and not be seen the rest of the year. Yep, just, Je- Jeff Wilson, for example, we we said, hey, you need to pick up Jeff Wilson. Yeah. The week and nobody, nobody, I will say nobody was saying this besides us that I saw. You need to pick up Jeff Wilson the week before he goes off. Guess what? He went off. Yeah. And, and then the week after, and, everybody was like, pick up Jeff Wilson. And then he didn't do anything. And then he didn't do anything. That's, so that's how it goes. That's how you got to play the waiver wire. Hopefully, if you're ten weeks in, there's in most leagues, there's three or four weeks left, maybe until the playoffs start. Hopefully, you have time to catch up. It's not over yet. I started off the season in our big money league. I was one and four to start the season. I've now won five games in a row, and I'm six and four. I don't know. I can't do math. But yeah, I'm in the. I'm not just in the playoff hunt. I'm. You're five and four. I haven't secured a spot, but I'm sitting pretty right now. And aside, so that's aside, just how you gotta play it. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Don't give up. If you have good play, if you have good players. They will produce and get you to where you need to be. Don't start just dumping them after they have a bad game. Cooper Cup has not been great this season, but he's a consistent guy. If he gets you a consistent eight points, that's better than getting you zero points one week and ten points the next week. Yep. It just is. Those guys like that. All right. Thursday night preview. We got a, We actually have a barn burner. I Usually I'm joking when I say that, but this, this is... This field could be set my on boys, fire, dude. My boys are killing it. We're like yeah. setting the bandwagon on fire, rolling it through the field, and it catches the stands on fire. If you saw That's the last, his game. Okay, well, it's Cardinals at Seahawks. If you saw the last Cardinals-Seahawks game, it was like crack. It was like one of the best games of the season. Overtime, thriller, Kyler Murray. Uh, that was ridiculous. And 
Yeah, Cardinals are killing it right now. Seahawks have had a couple bad games. In Russ a is a little, little struggling, struggling a little bit. I, well, it's not even just Russ, man. That defense is bad. The Seahawks' defense is not – they are not good. They Defense defense wins you championships, um, and it's not always the case, but this one is not going to help win a championship at all. I just yeah. don't, don't so, so I heard a stat, Nolan, about the Seahawks, and it goes a little like this. When Chris Carson's on the field, the Seahawks are undefeated. When Chris Carson's not on the field, they haven't won a game. They have not had a 100-yard rusher all season. So do that. That's, do with hard. that what you will. But unless Chris Carson comes back this week, I'm calling it an L. Yeah, it's hard for Russ is trying to carry this whole team on his back, and it's not working. It's not. It's not. Uh, they, they don't have a run game. They don't have a defense. It's just Russ. And DK. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it will be a good game though. There will be a lot of points put up. My cards are killing it. So, um, so Brayden, I saw it popped up in my timeline. This time last year, I was decked out in full Cowboys gear. It's not the case this year. I don't think I've worn my Cowboys jersey one time this year. I might donate it. We'll see. You flip that fast? Like you're not even a little bit a Cowboys fan? I mean, like I'm not gonna donate it. Okay, that is a little far. Like <laughs> I still like them. I still like them, but. Like, they're not even your second team anymore? Like, nah, is that I mean, how far they are, are? They are. But, like, <laughs> I'm just saying it's flipped, and I'm not. I'm, uh, this is a fantasy football bandwagon, but I'm not a bandwagon fan. Because when you change to a four-win team, like the Cardinals were, and the Cowboys were supposed to be playoff hopeful this year, I did that before this whole season switched, okay? So yeah. That was way before this whole season went the way it has. Um, yeah, I'm playing all my Cardinals in this game. Yep. Against Seattle's terrible defense. Mm-hmm. I'm playing Christian Kirk, DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray, Kenyon Drake, Chase Edmonds, the postman, Dan Arnold. Oh, you're playing Dan Arnold. No, I'm probably not playing Dan Arnold. Okay, okay. But, um, yeah, I'm playing all my Cardinals. If you have to play Dan Arnold, hell, he might get you five points. Uh, yeah, I mean, are you going to play? He might catch a touchdown. Dan oh, Arnold. Shit, I'm playing Dan Arnold. Dan Arnold or uh, Fant? Anybody? Or no Fant? I don't know. I'm probably playing Fant, honestly. But what if Drew Locks out? Whatever. Play, play Dan I, I, Arnold. It's a it's a crapshoot. You don't Dan know. Arnold. Nobody knows. If he catches one pass for fifty yards, that's five points. That's no, that's six points. There you go. Uh, probably playing all my Seahawks. Yeah, you're playing every Seahawk. You oh. just kind of have to. And with your so if okay, we're gonna we're gonna say Chris Carson's not back. Because obviously, if Chris Carson's back, he's the only one you're playing in this backfield. Yes. Um, you're sitting all your. If Chris Carson's back, everybody else is droppable. Okay. Well. The, so, let, but let if, me, he, let if me he if he if he's not back, Alex Collins. What's your thoughts on him on starting him? No, it's not great, Bob. They they, but, haven't, they haven't had a hundred yard rusher, and they haven't been throwing the ball to the running back consistently. Right. And this is going to be another shootout. So, I, okay, I'm not playing all my Seahawks. I'm playing Russ. I'm playing DK Metcalf. I'm playing Tyler Lockett. I think that's it. And, and Chris maybe, Carson maybe, if he's back. Maybe Greg Olson. Chris Carson if he's back, yes. I'll play Chris Carson if he's back. But nobody else. I guess I'd, I, I, I can't guess be I mad at that. name all my Seahawks. But yeah, I, I can't be mad at that. I know so, DK Metcalf got I'm shut out. You. DK Metcalf almost got shut out in this last game. <clears throat> but I, believe, I, I don't expect the Seahawks to let that happen again this time. They're going to be like, okay, we have to get Metcalf the ball. 
I really hope they, as a Cardinals fan, I hope they don't put Lockett on Kirkpatrick again because that was the worst thing I'd ever seen in my life. <laughs> and I was really mad. But I think it's going to be an offensive shootout. Kyler has shown he can just... Kyler, right. Murray, Kyler if, Murray's going to be MVP this season. I, I will say, if um, if Tyler Lockett doesn't play, I want to give a little deeper insight here. If Tyler Lockett ends up and he's out, are you willing to play... Um, uh, dang it, what's their third receiver? I just had it. Their third receiver. Um, I David get, Moore? David Moore. Are you... Yes. Are you willing to play him? Yeah. I, I am too. I'm, I'm I think that with if, you. If Lockett especially doesn't play... They're going to try to shut down DK Metcalf, 100%, like they did last time. Lockett had a day last time. I, I think whoever's opposite of DK Metcalf is going to have a good day yeah. against the Cardinals. Yeah. So um, that, pick, that up the, pick up the – David Moore. David Moore. I, is that his name? I think so. Uh, anyway, pick up the if, – if Lockett doesn't play, be sure he is a waiver wire pickup this yeah. week. David Moore, for sure. You got anything else to add, Braden? Uh no, I think we're good. I think we're actually good. Good to go. I hope you enjoy. Hope you guys. Hope you guys enjived with us. In in enjived the show. Engorged. And yeah, you definitely need to engorge <laughs> the show. Uh, share it with your friends. If you would be so kind to go give a like and a subscribe on the YouTube's, that would be awesome. Yeah, got and let us know where you're at in your fantasy season. And we've updated. Communicate. Your the key to a good relationship is communication, it's true. guys. It's true. Let us know how your let us know how your teams are doing, please. I want to know how your teams are doing. Reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, and let us know. Like, hey man, K four tornadoes. I want to know how your team's doing, man. I want to check up on you. We care. We care about you, bro. We care. I want to see how your team's doing. See how the advice has been has been giving you. My teams, I stuck with it. My teams are. I'm getting there. I I my first half of the season was rough. I was, I was down at the bottom of quite a few of my teams the first half of the season. No one was ready to quit. Hey, I, I was, but I made my way up. <laughs> I made my way up. I'm in playoff contention in all my leagues, and it's good to go. I think I won six out of my eight leagues this week, Braden. It's a good, it's a good week for me. Yeah. Good week for me. Good week. Thanks for checking us out, guys. Thanks for jumping on the bandwagon. And remember to, I was going to say stay saucy, but that's my other show. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I, I, I think we're good. Peace. Later.